Welcome to No Cartridge Radio. My name is Trevor Strunk. I'll be your host. This is our first patron-only episode, uh, so you guys all know the drill. Um, this is a patreon.com backslash Hagobon is where you are. Um, so we don't even need to go through the donation stuff. You guys are already on board. Um, if you aren't following me on Twitter, feel free to do that. I'm at Hagelbon. And uh, yeah, I'll be here every every week as well, or every day as well. Um, uh, we're working on getting this up on iTunes soon, so uh, Clarity should be uh, forthcoming on that by the end of our uh, first podcast week. So by episode seven, we should be up and running. Um, today, I want to talk about, and you'll forgive me a little bit because I'm a little under the weather, but um, I wanted to talk about... Uh, um, this very strange game that uh, some friends of mine had been playing before and I bought over the Steam Christmas sale and, and finally decided to try today because my brain just like isn't processing anything um, and I had heard it was very relaxing. Uh, it's called Euro Truck Simulator 2. So I don't know anything about the first Euro Truck Simulator um, and I don't know anything about the American Truck Simulator, US Truck Simulator. Um, this is all I know about. Uh, it's actually the first simulator game I've ever played, um, aside from early flight simulators when I was younger um, on, like, PC. Uh, this is really the first time I've done this. Uh, I think what's really interesting about uh, the idea of simulation as such is that it has so many connections to uh, theories of mediation and media um, to begin with, right? You talk about simulation in terms of uh, Baudrillardian texts, um, the idea of a, um, a sort of hyper-real um, and, you know, while, while Baudrillard uh, refers to, uh, you know, at various times, Walt Disney World and um, the Iraq War as sort of like um, the uh, sort of most important versions of this hyper-reality or simulation, um, I think he'd be pretty surprised to see something like Euro Truck Simulator because it is a game where, like, your basic job is to be a truck driver. You get no real money. You get no real actual experience. You're just sitting at home playing the truck simulator. Um, but you do get a, uh, you, you have to go the speed limit. You have to make sure you don't run red lights. You have to not back up into anyone. Um, it's really hard to drive the truck. They don't make it very easy for you. Steering is not straightforward. Um, you have a time limit. You have to follow your GPS. It's very much like just, driving a truck um, it, and it's simulated to European highways. Um, there's a fetishization of exactitude here that is really, really compelling. Um, but what's kind of most fascinating about this game is not really the simulation element, but the the fact that it's like, I don't know, it truly, it's relaxing in a, in a weird way, right? So initially while driving, when I got on the highway, I just re- instantly remembered like, oh, this is just like driving, um, like I did on Saturday when I drove down to visit my aunt and uncle, uh, it was a two hour trip, not a bad trip, but on the, you know, you get tired on the highway, you get tired driving, obviously worth the destination, but you know, you get, you get sleepy, um, you get, get exhausted. Uh, and so that was immediately what I thought. And I was like, Oh, this game is just not gonna, this is going to be a torture test. And about two minutes after that, I just found myself really relaxed. Like, you know, just looking around, looking at the scenery, just stuck in the task, but doing it and not really feeling bad about it. Um, And there's something like a really, there's a really interesting claim to be made about the ambitions of late capitalism as such, particularly as concerns like what we're supposed to have in terms of ambition. Um, You know, the game starts off with uh, maybe a little tongue in cheek claim that you can now (laughs) do your dream job of driving a truck. Um, But at the same point, it is, 
kind of a perfect job uh, and perfect in its own way, right? Where what we get presented with is this vision of work that has none of the grossness attached to it that we're, or vulgarity attached to it that we uh, recognize with work, right? The pay is purely supplemental and, 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 um, uh, supplemental to the experience and, uh, you know, very much, I don't know, immaterial. Um, you don't need the money to pay your own rent. You need the money to pay your fictional rent on your garage that you're trying to start a business with, right? There's no sort of pressures of livelihood. It truly is sort of like a passion project. Furthermore, the work in this game corresponds to a kind of idealized sense of getting in there with your hands, doing something on the road, repetitive tasks, slow, patient work. Uh, it's very masculinist, although you can play as a woman too, so it's not gender specific. But, you know, there's something really very pure about it. And on some level, that's kind of subversive, right? Where you kind of find yourself, so for me, like, when you find yourself relaxing from your job of teaching, say, by playing a game where you have a job driving a truck, and it's not, you know, crazy driving a truck, you're not in Grand Theft Auto or something like that, you're not doing unbelievable things, you're simply just driving the truck from place to place and delivering cargo. You know, there's something weird about that. Like, what, is it, what does it mean to take a break from your job to play a job, right? Um, and what does it mean that it's actually relaxing? Like, it would be one thing if it was just like, oh, this is stupid. Like, why would anyone do this? But it, it, it's, it's truly relaxing. Like, it's, it's compelling in a certain really enjoyable way. Um, and so, like, the idea of taking a break from the job to play a job without any stakes, right? To play something that has tasks and goal orientation, but truly, you know, doesn't have the kind of, like, real-world entailments of a job, on one level deconstructs jobs, and on another level deconstructs video games. Um, Euro Truck Simulator doesn't have a narrative per se, I guess, like, you know, your narrative is that you're building your garage and you're getting experience and stuff, but overall, it's simply just, like, the, the entailments of a job and the entailments of a video game taken to their farthest logical extremes. Um, and that's fascinating, particularly because the kind of spiritual forebear of Euro Truck Simulator 2 is Penn and Teller's Desert Bus, widely noted to be like the worst video game ever and a joke in a lot of ways by Penn and Teller, never actually released uh, part of their uh, Sega CD um, collection of games, but totally a, a joke, like an inside joke on games. Uh, you played the, as the driver of this bus, just driving this long trip and you got to the end and then you had to turn around driving the same trip. There was no difference. There was no distinction. It was just make sure the bus doesn't go off the road. You couldn't go to sleep and let it go because the bus had a slight list. So you periodically had to get it right back on the road. Um, it was boredom. And like that was kind of the point. It's a conceptual concept. Very similar to something that, say, like Kenneth Goldman, excuse me, Kenneth Goldsmith might do, um, the, the conceptual poet. Now, that said, this uh, Euro Truck Simulator is an intensification. It leans into that logic. It says, like, okay, well, it may be boring. But what if it's boring in a photorealistic way? What if it's boring in exactly the way that it is in the real world? Instead of like arbitrary, right? Oh, it has a it has a hitch in its axle. It's truly like, oh, well, roads tend to drift and list and cars need to be sort of manipulated to stay on the road and we have to stop at stoplights and follow GPSs and stuff like that. What if we put that all into a game and said, now you drive it, right? Now you do it. You you live real life, but without any without any, with, with the perfect safety net of the fact that you could just reset the whole game. It's kind of fascinating because it's compelling 
because it gives you something totally every day. Um, it's dramatically every day. And yes, you can get into the specs of the trucks and into all the various things. And I'm sure if I keep playing it and I will keep playing it, I will get more into that. But the pure experience of it, just driving down a road on your computer, um, is both more real and more enjoyable than driving down a road in real life. Not because you have any urge to break the law or break sort of reality with it. You could, I guess, but there's no real reason to. It's just because it's it's a pure experience. It's taking the realities of manual labor and the realities of video game logic and distilling it to a very fine point where both are, you know, their, their logics are revealed, but also they're so far from the real world that there's not much of a, of a critical payoff there. It's not like, it's not like political satire or anything. I don't really know what to make of that. And that's like a recurring theme here, but I think it's important to think about simulators this way, right? As these representations of the world that could only possibly come up when we had so internalized work to have to want simulations of everyday things, farming, uh, and not in the Stardew Valley way, uh, 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 trucking, uh, trains, whatever, right? It's very interesting. And maybe the best, the most interesting part about it is that it's fun. Um, so anyway, I, I hope you enjoyed listening to a little bit about this. I'm actually very much looking forward to playing a little more. I think it's a, I think it's a smart game and, and I got help me. I don't know how to explain why. Um, Maybe I'll get a little closer next time, but uh, I hope you enjoyed the first little stabs at it, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow.